Welcome to Exploring Possibilities, a show where we interview a variety of holistic professionals and light workers who are really making a bigger difference in our world. I'm your host, Cheryl Sitz, and it was my purpose in creating this show to introduce you to the incredible people that I'm meeting on my own journey. You'll hear their stories because their stories really are our stories. And we'll explore the vast realm of holistic healing and learn how we can co-create holistic sustainability. There's a lot of possibilities out there we don't often hear about. So this is a way we can learn and grow together on this path. Don't hesitate to reach out and connect with anybody you might hear who resonates for you because we've got a lot of great guests. Special thanks to Mario Rosales of Tech Life Balance. He does a lot of hard work behind the scenes producing these and publishing our podcasts, as well as on our Journey of Possibilities website. He really helps me use technology to make a bigger difference, so I appreciate it very much. Well, in today's podcast, it's going to be a little different. Uh, This is uh, Mario Rosales. I usually am producing these podcasts. And, you know, in our conversation, we... We actually talked about, well, you know, she's interviewing all of these people. And it's like, how about you? What are we going to do about you? Because, you know, they can go to the website and we never really talk about what you do. So here we go. And also, of course, you can always get us on Stitcher. This episode is going to be on there just like a regular episode. So don't worry. You're not missing anything. And we'll continue right after uh, this podcast with another podcast for next week. And now here's uh, Cheryl Sitz the founder of Journey of Possibilities. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) This is different. I can imagine you always interviewing everybody, and this time it's your producer interviewing you. So this, one of the things that I've always enjoyed working with you is that we've had so many things going on with the Journey of Possibilities. It has developed in so many ways, and a lot of it is some of the things that you've learned about yourself, some of it is about life. So why don't you just tell us a little bit of Journey of Possibilities and about how you are Journey of Possibilities. <laughs> yeah, that's been part of my big aha is that I interview people with all kinds of different gifts. And what I'm starting to realize is that that is kind of a gift that I've been blessed with is when I'm having a conversation with someone, I just begin to see all of these possibilities for them. It never fails me, everything I do. And so Journey of Possibilities is a community for everyone to come together and see what's possible for them. But that's also the gift that I bring is being a portal of possibilities for individuals and professionals. So Journey of Possibilities, I mean, why? what happened with the name? What was the whole thing about Journey of Possibilities? <laughs> I know I took part of it, but you say story so well. I, I want you to hear how you say the story. Well, it's funny, you know, when you want to create a business, one of the big important things if you want to have an online presence is that the domain name's available. I had already begun my healing journey, and in the shamanic path, that is what a ceremony is, is a journey. So I used the word journey a lot anyway in my life, and we were playing around with domain names, and I think I was on the phone to you. We were, we were in and out of this conversation for a length of time, and I remember being on a phone call with you, and we were playing with names, and you were looking up domains, And we had path of possibilities, and I liked how that rang, but I think it was taken or it didn't flow or something. We really bounced it back and forth a lot, and suddenly it it came available, journey of possibilities. And I said, that's absolutely right. That's that's who I am. That's what I want to bring. Yeah, that uh, I do remember that. I mean, we 
I even remember the days when uh, we were trying to decide whether it's going to be a not nonprofit or all of that. So we went ahead and got the dot com and the dot org. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cover all your bases while you figure out what you're doing. <laughs> so, so I do uh, remember that. That was a lot of fun back then. Then and also still right now. How about you tell us a little bit about what's happened throughout your life to really get you so well diversed in all of this? Uh, I I know there's a lot of things that that uh you've been experienced with in uh in the jobs and of course in life so what would you like to share about that and just give us a a glimpse of how you came to be journey of possibilities (laughs) well my resume is kind of a disaster if i were to try and put myself on paper i definitely don't fit in the box that society has where you know they want to see that you've spent a great deal of time in each project that you've done that's that's kind of not the way my life has gone personally or professionally, it's been more of breadth than depth is I guess the only way I know how to sum it up. I've had a lot of different experiences, good and bad. You know, I can look at any situation in my life and see the beauty and the pain of it from being given up at birth and then being adopted by a family that loved me very much. But they also had some abuse running in that family and going through that with them and still seeing the love that was there. And as I've gone down the healing path, kind of coming to see how that was for my benefit that it happened. I'm not sure I'd pick this life path again. I don't know what I was thinking out there in the etheric hammock when I wrote this script, because there's times it's a bit too much. But, you know, I've read a lot where they talk about the only way that you can know something really is to experience it fully, both in its truth and in the opposite. And I've done that in a lot of aspects, business and money and love and sex and success and failure and heartbreak and I don't know it's it's been an amazing path and uh, what do you feel was one of the highest impact on uh in your life that really kind of converted your life to the path that you're on now you know that's a hard one to pinpoint and we've talked about that before there was a point when in the seventh grade I was thrown out of the private school and the church that I went to religion had been such a huge part of my life that when that happened, I felt like God was rejecting me. And it was an excommunication from the only community I knew. There were no kids where I lived. I had no peer group other than at school, and I'd gone to school with these kids most of my life. So it was a really hard experience for me. And to not be able to come back to the church, to be told by the pastor that I must be evil because I misbehaved, it was a very traumatic time in my life. And I got really angry at God. So after that... I guess the next pivotal point in my life, I was kind of looking for some answers then and I was rebelling. I rebelled hard and I rebelled for a long time. I became really successful in school. I'll show my parents. If they want grades, I'll give them grades. Then I became really successful in business, forgot to go back and go to college like I planned to do. And I got lost in all that success and partying and rebelling. And and then one day I was on the floor of my one bedroom apartment at three in the morning with an overdose of cocaine in my system. And again, I fell to my knees and I said, please, if you're there, I don't want to die like this. And I believe that was an exit point that I programmed in my own life that I could have very easily died at that time, but I was, I wanted to turn my life around. And I did, I did get that chance. And from there, religion became spirituality and life just took a different turn for me. And that lasted for a long time. That's uh, very powerful. I find it always interesting. Uh, 
you're very open about sharing your life like this and a lot of people are so afraid to share so thank you for sharing that and i i've always enjoyed the the openness of who you are and it comes through in in our conversations that we always have and a lot of the things that i see you connect with a lot of individuals because of that do you uh, see any any way that your experiences have really brought an experience to your work now I mean, what? A, how would you expand on that? Because I know there's a lot of things out there that you've done, and it's to me, it's what makes you very well-rounded. Can you talk a little bit of your experiences in the workforce, personal, whatever you feel like? Sure. What I do for an income right now is consulting and coaching with practitioners and nonprofits who are working to make a difference. It seems inherent in that model of those of us who are committed to make a difference in the world for the, for the good, that there's been some pain in our own lives. And I think the variety of pain that I've had in my life, I didn't mention earlier when I was talking about being expelled in the seventh grade, I started really acting up in school because I had been abused in my family at my grandparents' house over the summer. And I was told to just suck it up, that we can't talk about that. The family can't handle that. And so... I did. I was removed from the abuser, but the the abuse wasn't healed. It, I was told to suck it up. Well, you don't suck things up without it coming out somewhere else. And that's what led to me rebelling and a long, dark path that I rebelled down for a number of years. So getting back to your question, I understand what it's like to have pain, all different kinds of pain. Where my dark path led me was all different kinds of, of darkness, turning to food, turning to the wrong partners, not knowing how to talk about your pain, all of that. And when I meet people in this path, they tend to have some dysfunction in their families or have had. They tend to have some pain that they may not have dealt with. And it seems like when we don't know how to deal with our pain, we want to fix everybody else's. I did that for a number of years. I worked in nonprofit and I was volunteer extraordinaire and I was all about, I'm going to help save the world, but I wasn't worried too much about saving me. I'm not saying that everybody that comes in my path is in that place but there tend to be shadows of that and they affect us in ways that we can't really imagine. And especially if we want to go into business for ourselves, we hold ourselves back from dreaming bigger because some part of us doesn't think we're good enough or ready enough. There's just so much that comes through of my past in the work that I do in helping coach people around a business model because we bring all of who we are to what we do. And as we heal that, we can do more and be more. So helping people with that, being somebody that hasn't just read about it, but lived through it, I think is a big deal. Yeah, I can definitely see that in you, especially when I see you working with, with some individuals. It's very powerful. You you connect that such a deep level. And I, I guess also one of the things that I've, I've always enjoyed, I've been enjoying producing the these podcasts here. Can you tell me what... What do you want out of the podcast? What is it that you're trying to do with them? It's so funny to hear your voice asking me that question because I want to let everyone know how amazing it's been to have you producing these when you were the one that pushed me with the online. And I don't really do things 
that I'm not feeling. So some part of me felt it when you encouraged me, but you really said, you know, people are looking for answers in their living room. They're not looking for answers out on the street. You can reach so many more people if you share your story online, if you share the people that you meet online. And so I took this leap of faith and started doing these podcasts. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I was a radio broadcaster. So this is a new venue, a new everything. But what it's allowed me to do is when I meet somebody exciting, I can share them with everyone else. I know that they're a guest for the show when they start to really open their heart and I can see that they are authentically living what they're helping the world with. I guess the intention behind these is let's share your story. Let's share your heart so people can hear how important this is to you and why this is so important to you. And let's demystify this path a bit because I know when I first found the holistic path, it was a bunch of woo-woo. I had no idea what it was, if there was any science behind it. (laughs) No idea. So demystifying the path is fun too and showing people that there's actually something real happening here. Yeah, that's uh, being online when you're recording all of these. I'm I'm learning a lot and I'm like hearing it's like, oh, it's like I didn't hear about that. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about (laughs) that. And it's so much fun. The other part that I've always enjoyed is how you connect with these people. Rather than me sharing how you connect, let's put it in your words. How do you connect with some of these people that you have interviewed? You know, I talk about the law of attraction because I live the law of attraction. It seems like I ask the divine, my definition of the divine. I ask the divine in meditation and prayer. I want a a feminine community of support around me. I want to meet amazing women and they just start showing up. They just come into my path. I come into theirs. And as I'm talking to them, they're also people for my podcast because I'm on a path of continual spiritual expansion intentionally. I believe I attract those kinds of people. And in talking to them and meeting with them, I can go to a networking event and meet them. I can go to the grocery store and meet them. It's so funny. I never know where I'm going to meet them, but I know I get the same feeling inside. Oh, this is somebody for my, my community. You're part of my community. We're reconnecting from who knows what lifetime, what era. We've done this before and we're back again. <laughs> yeah, you can hear the the connections and everything like that. The The energy, especially when being on the interview, I always hear the energy that goes and it starts and starts and sometimes it starts a little slow, sometimes starts really fast, but as it builds, you just hear everything and then you, I don't know, it it just feels real pumped up sometimes after finishing an interview where it's like, oh man, that was a great interview. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. And even online, I can attract people or I'll see somebody post something. Social media is wonderful. I don't spend as much time on it as I'd like to sometimes. And sometimes I'm on there all day and go, wow, where'd the day go? But I'm connecting through these communities, like-spirited communities with people. Ariana Joy, who I interviewed recently about ayahuasca, I saw her online and I started to dig into her story a bit because I guess I get the same feeling when I'm coming across them online, like, wow, there's something here. Go go with that. And it leads to a beautiful interview yeah, the uh, the online aspect, I, I remember we were having discussions about that where you were going, it's like, but it's going to be there. And <laughs> even when you started blogging, you were like, it's like, why am I going to put that there? And I like it because it's a medium where when somebody needs it and they're searching for the right words or whatever it is, you know, the divine gets them connected and it starts sharing. Sometimes you don't even know that somebody's reading it. And I mean, a lot of people always, uh, I consult a lot for social media. And it's like, I always hear people going, Oh, I didn't know that person was connecting with me. It's like, Oh, they hit a like or something like that. You just never know. And that's been a biggie for me. And you've really helped me see that I'll post something really deep and heartfelt and it won't seem to do anything on my feeds. 
And I'm like, Mario, you know, I, I poured my heart into that and nobody had anything to say. And you tell me, Cheryl, that was really deep. They may not know what to say, but know that people are looking at it. Trust that when you put it out there, it's going where it needs to go. And the other thing that I think is powerful about people so freely sharing information now and so much information, one of my very favorite books, The Game of Life and How to Play It by Francis Scovel Shin. I don't think she's even alive anymore. I think that was written back in... I don't remember the the turn of the century, maybe, or just after. And her book is powerful. So we put things out there and we think in terms of finite things like, will they see it today or this week or this month? And I don't know that something that I write won't deeply resonate for somebody a hundred years from now who comes across it, who needed just that to really open up and make a difference for their generation. So it's gotten me out of the box in all kinds of ways. <laughs> yeah, the... Uh... I've enjoyed reading all your posts and your podcasts and listening to them. And of course, I'm recording them, so I'm always there. But <laughs> you're right. You know, that's one of the things that I, I'm beginning to really discover also where uh, some of these books that I'm reading, I, like I've read that one also, and it, it's been there for a while. And it's like, wow, it's like it, it also helps me expand because I'm so used to being in computers. And then all of a sudden I, I get a book and it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's like but it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, we forgot about books somewhere along the way. You can almost hear the crickets at some of the libraries, and I hope we don't go too far with that. It's funny. I can do the electronic stuff all day long, but especially in this path, in this spiritual path, I just finished another great book. When I get a really great book, I want the paper copy and a highlighter and a pen, and I break all the rules. I underline, I circle, I make stars, <laughs> I color in it, because it's a living part of me, and I'm really absorbing it. So I think books are awesome. So out of all the jobs that you've had out there, because <laughs> you, you said that at the beginning of the interview, what was one of the ones that really inspired you more or you felt to the core that you said, yeah, this is it? Or or was it just at that moment and then that affected your later life or, or which one would it be? I think you said it in there. I don't think I can pick one. I mean, I met my husband of many years at one of my jobs and those people kind of finished raising me because I went there so young and I worked there a long time and I learned what I'm capable of because they pushed me harder, harder, harder. And I learned that I can do so much that I didn't know I could do. But then radio broadcasting really opened my voice and allowed me to connect with the world in a new way. I, the show that I had in radio was a call-in show where people would call in about situations in their life and we would discuss it on the air and then play them a song. And being able to connect people in such a large city like Houston, Texas, over the airwaves, it kind of made a big city into a small town and people poured their heart out to each other. I want to say something for that caller a few minutes ago. Showing the power of media to me before taking this path it helps me believe in the podcast in a way I might not have seen had I not been with a phone and live interaction to be able to feel the impact that these can have on people. Yeah, I can see that being my, formerly a DJ. <laughs> so I, I can imagine. And you always talk about connecting to people. Out of all the jobs you've done, what what is your biggest passion? I know connecting with people, but in which job were you doing that the most? that you felt helped you for Journey of Possibilities? I do still think it's the radio job, but it's interesting. The other thing that helped me for Journey of Possibilities, I work a lot with people who are seeking to live their gifts and not have them be a hobby on the sideline, but something they can actually practice fully and monetize or 
they're monetizing it, but not very well, and it's not sustainable, and they're not making a living, and they want to take it bigger. That's the people I tend to meet. And I think because of the variety of jobs that I've had, you know, on a resume, it looks like, wow, she was there a couple of years and she left a couple of years and left. She's only going to be here for a couple of years. Well, the truth of the matter is that's what prepared me for journey of possibilities. That's what finally showed me one day. Oh, wow. I'm a change agent. I'm not supposed to be going for long-term as soon as things get cleaned up and flowing well. And my work is done there. I move on to something else. I am a consultant. I'm not an employee. So I think that was my big aha. Okay, so what do you mean a gift? Can you expand on that so our uh, listeners can actually hear what people know when you're saying gift? It's like, what is that? It's like, is it a wrap present for Christmas (laughs) or, or what is it? Kind of, yeah. It's the one we were born with. I believe that we all have gifts. Like mine is helping with change. And so if we try and fit that gift in the wrong environment, it doesn't feel like a gift. It kind of feels like a curse. Like, why do I get bored with jobs and leave in a couple of years? Why can't I stay anywhere? What's wrong with me? And then that became, oh, wow, I'm a consultant. Why am I trying to stay in a job for long periods of time? So I think our gifts are always staring us in the face. Sometimes they seem like problems because we don't know what to do with them. But our gifts are what we're innately born with that we wanted to have as a skill set. And it's not necessarily learned one. It's our natural gifts. I bring possibility to a conversation. I couldn't do that if I tried It flows. I can't not do it. When I'm talking to somebody, I can't not see what's possible for you. I can't not see a million ways that you could grow and expand. It's my gift. I also have a gift of connecting with people. And that helps me to connect with those that I can help share their gifts in a bigger way. The people that I meet that have gifts, I focus on holistic. And that's probably another word that deserves to be defined. Holistic for me is natural. I believe that our world is going back to a state of being natural and sustainable. And that's not to say that I'm uh, on a war path against chemicals or anything else. It all has its place. But I believe that we are slowly, gradually moving toward natural, sustainable living. So those gifts would be however you can help other people naturally. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's energy work. Sometimes it's how you can see symbolism. I had an interesting experience with animal, animal medicine this last week, and I put it out on my Facebook. Okay, lightworkers, I'm having trouble. Why is this bug showing up in my life? I don't get the medicine behind it. And someone, several people who are gifted in symbolism responded, and one person has a gift that really stands out. It's not learned anywhere. It's natural. And when that person responded, You could tell because it was just flowing so easily from them. That's a gift. And if you're not using it and you want to use it or you want to play with it some more and learn how you might build it into a path of service for other people or you struggle with what to do with money in this economy, which believe me, I've been down that road. How do I charge too much? Not enough. How do I figure out what to charge, who to charge, not block myself from those that really need me? I work with healing all of that and putting all of that together in a way that is really you. And I guess that leads me to the other question. You say this word a lot, change agent. You're a change agent. <laughs> it's like, what, do you give me a couple quarters for a dollar <laughs> or or what, what exactly can you elaborate on that? Well, it doesn't always feel good to have a conversation with me, but it leads someplace good ultimately if we go into it. Let's see, a change agent. So in the in the context of business, which we're all familiar with, when I go into a company, I see everything that's possible. And then I look at what's happening right now. 
And I think, and I, I vocalize that, you know, Hey, if we did this, if we do that, we could do this. I probably seem like a pain in the butt to some of these people because they don't want to hear everything that they might not be doing. But by the time they call me, I do believe that there are no accidents. I believe in synchronicity. I believe in a divine order to things. By the time I show up in your life, there's a reason. There's a change that you're ready for that attracted us together. And I'm also going to grow from that. This is never one-sided. I grow from working with you and you grow from working with me. But we tend to need to break down before we can rebuild. It's kind of like that old house that isn't working. You can spend a whole lot of time patching it together or you can tear the house down and rebuild. The choice is yours and I can work with you either way. But I really bring out everything that's possible so that you can make that decision. And then I help you put together what would work better for you. And if you're ready to meet me when I meet you, I've seen some beautiful results happen. I've seen people really open up and live a bigger expression of themselves and a bigger business and a bigger healing, a bigger everything. I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> Personal with you and also in business-wise. <laughs> uh, I've, I've uh, changed a lot when, ever since we, we've met. We've both changed a lot and we've also grown together. And our businesses has also changed a lot, and I'm very grateful to have you in my life. So enough enough of that. Let, let's get back to you. And oh, wait talk. a minute. No, there's one more thing I'm going to say in there. For you who don't know Mario personally, there's a reason we're together. And it's funny that he would ask what a change agent is because he's a change agent. And together, we tend to bring a lot of change. Hopefully, it's all good if you need to get into judgment about it. I believe in the end, it's all for the good. Because that's where our intention is, change for the good. And I think that's at the heart of both of our vision boards, both of our lives. And that's what makes it so fun to play with you in life and in business. Change for the good. That's definitely true. (laughs) (laughs) So where exactly are you doing all this work? Uh, Can you elaborate more? Uh, I've known of a couple of clients that you've that you've worked from home and uh, can you explain some to some people out there how you work that way they know uh, if they need to come to to your place or what? Sure. That's a good question. So if I do the entrepreneurial coaching, I tend to do that by phone or Skype and we can call into a conference center where it's recorded and have our sessions so that you can play those back and benefit from them after the call. So that's nice. It lets you be in a comfortable environment of your home or office as we do the work. I have my coaching program is six sessions and ideally it takes six months. You can do a 90 day deep dive and then 90 days of rolling that out. I've had, I've seen more success extending that out over time. So I recommend a six month span. You and I, Mario are putting together what I think is the best of both worlds for anyone that would like to either roll out or enhance their entrepreneurial practice. And also some of that involves online components we finally woke up and went, you know, we need to be putting a a program together that's both of us because you do a tech life balance program, which is all about balancing the technology use in your life. And I do the entrepreneurial coaching program. So our combined program is going to be three sessions of really rolling out your business model in a way that works for you, your path of service and marketing language. I'm also a, a linguist, I guess you could say. Words come easy to me. Yes, they do, for <laughs> sure. She's always correcting me on that. I, and that's, that's uh, I'm putting it out. 
<laughs> well, so I love language. So we would work on that, and then Mario would take you through the online components of that and a base website that, unlike many other models out there, and I want to throw this in, you may go and pay somebody for a website platform and think that you're going to keep it. It's not yours. And when you try to leave, you find that out. So at least what Mario would design with you is yours to expand. And he does it in a perspective that lets you edit and you make your changes. So it gives you more flexibility and control. So that's what Journey of Possibilities is. It's a very expanded version of that. But we also have directory listings and stuff in there as well for the people we serve. If, if a website isn't right for them, not everybody needs a website. We've got this business in a box thing where you have to have this and you have to have that. It, it has to be you. And so I'm all about customizing your path of service to your personality and your gifts. If you're not best spent on to online all the time, then don't be online all the time. So we're going to do that together, which is also a six-month program. I do nonprofit consulting. Nonprofits like entrepreneurs who want to make a difference tend to forget about money or forget about volunteer appreciation. Let some things fall through the cracks that are very important to your sustainability. So I consult with a few nonprofits on site. I can help you decide whether a for-profit or a nonprofit is right for you. My master's is in nonprofit and government work, which ironically at its heart is transparent community building. And that's what Journey of Possibilities is. So I can help you with that. Just really meeting you where it works for you. I've worked with people in other states. I haven't done other countries yet, although my coach, Oge Akasami, who is in England, she's an amazing coach, and we did fine over Skype, so I know that it's possible to work all over the world with people. So if you resonate with me, I want to work with you. I want to meet you on your terms. You can't get away without doing an interview without talking about your Peru experience. <laughs> that's uh, That's a story I always love to hear, and... I want to let people hear that story because you say it's so awesome, <laughs> so amazing. It's so funny that you bring that up at the end. That tends to be my end with people. That tends to be the thing they hear about first, but they don't always get to know me after that. So I kind of like the way this has flowed. We're about to go back to Peru. That's exciting. And meet with someone. This is going to be a very intensive experience. On my vision board, I had seeing macaws in their natural habitat for a number of years because one of my boyfriends of several years raised birds, raised, raised parrots. And the thing that bothered me about that is I felt like I wanted to see them in their habitat, not in a cage. So I didn't know how that would ever happen. And I met a massage therapist one day who in the, in the middle of a massage really kind of opened up her heart to me and over time, we became friends, and she was studying the shamanic path. She's an ancient soul who's been here many, 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 many times. <laughs> I don't really know how long I've known her, but in the process of her opening up about the things that she was studying in one of the most unlikely states in the U.S. that you could want to practice that at the time, I wanted her to work with me, and so we started doing shamanic work together, and beautiful ceremonies unfolded. And then she told me that she was going to go with the shaman that she had been studying with to Peru. And I wanted to go. And I looked at her and at this time I had been laid off from my job, started journey of possibilities with no idea what it was going to be, was completely following divine guidance, was 
rapidly emptying my savings account with no real income coming in. And I looked at her and said, I'm supposed to go with you. And she knew what that meant. She knew that it was going to take me to the brink emotionally, financially, physically. And she was pretty stunned. But I said, I'm supposed to go. And she said, well, if you're supposed to go, then you have to ask permission because you haven't been invited. So I wrote the text that she sent to her shaman. Yes, shaman actually have phones and blue jeans and they they pretty much look like the guy next door these days. They're not really hiding out in the jungles, although there are a few, but you might have a shaman next door and not know it. So she texted her shaman my message and immediately got tell her yes. And I was elated and terrified because I knew I could feel the impact of it. I didn't know if I was going to do ayahuasca or not, which is the mother plant, but I wanted to ready myself out of respect. And so that involved, at the time, I got some misguided information and did a 30-day diet, very restrictive, while traveling and everything else. That was interesting, some of the choices I had to make there. And then I went to Peru and went into the jungle and met the guy next door, another ancient soul. And he said, no, you're not going to do ayahuasca. I had lived in such restrictive circumstances so that I could take that plant and have that experience in the jungle, which I have to tell you was a coming home. I got off the boat. Everybody else was tired. We had delays on the boat ride, which had followed a bus ride, which had followed a plane ride. Getting into the jungle is its own ordeal. And... After all of that, it's late at night when we get there and everybody else is, ah, and they're griping and they're struggling with their bags and, oh, there's bugs and blah, blah, blah. And I was skipping down the trail like I was home. Wow, look at the jungle. This is amazing. I was so excited to be there. And I went up and I met the shaman and he told me no to ayahuasca. And I didn't handle it real well initially. I was really hurt. I wanted to celebrate the jungle with the mother plant in my homecoming journey. But I now honor him so much because I didn't realize. We think we know how we're doing. We think we're okay. We do. And especially those of us old warriors, we work really hard to be okay all the time. So I was okay. It was no big deal. I can I can handle this plant. <laughs> and he looked at me and he said, you have a touch of depression, which go figure, I was going through a divorce I didn't want and lost my job and, and stuff I'd been carrying since childhood. He said, You're, you need to cry a few tears. I'm going to make you a special tea. Well, I tell you, when a shaman tells you they're going to make you a special tea, hang on, put your seatbelt on. <laughs> I think I <laughs> cried for six months, but I healed. I healed. I healed. I cried those tears, not like I'd cried them before, but they were healing, cleansing tears. And I believe that was the intention of his tea. And the plants that he did give me in ceremony on that trip allowed me to enjoy the jungle and my tribe that I was there with. There were about 70 of us in a really powerful way. And I did get to go see the macaws at the Salt Lick. And I think I would have been too wiped out to take that walk. It was quite a hike. Most of the people that took ayahuasca didn't do that hike. So I was glad to get to do that. And uh, on that hike, they were so far away. They were tiny. We had to go and look through binoculars to see them across the ravine. And I'd learned just enough about energy work and had just enough plant in me to, to believe that anything was possible. And I stepped out from where everybody was trying to take 
photographs through the binoculars and and I closed my eyes and tears were rolling down my face and I said I have traveled to come and see you please come and see me I can't see you I want to see you and I stood there with my eyes closed sending that message to them and I heard something and I opened my eyes and I looked up as this macaw was flying over me it landed at the top of the tree I was standing at the base of and looked down at me. I hope if you don't know what a macaw is, you'll go Google one and see the sight that I saw. It was a beautiful multicolor macaw, scarlet macaw, at the top of this tree looking down at me. And I was sold on energy work, and I was sold on the jungle, and my dream was coming true. And that was one moment in my life where I knew I was exactly where I needed to be. It was a powerful experience I got to bring home and tell, as well as the fact that if a shaman just wants to give you ayahuasca and doesn't really get to know you first and read your energy and talk to you about whether you're ready, beware, because they're out there and they can take you into some really dark places. That would have been a horrible trip if I had drank the tea. Yeah, that is one warning that uh, a lot of people don't realize that if you do go, whoever you're with doing any type of shamanic uh, work, shamanic practitioner, or sham, shamanic apprentice, or a full-blown shaman, most, really you won't hear that a shaman is a shaman. He probably won't even tell you. He'll just say, yeah, I, I work with plants. Or or they might not even say that. They'll come in through uh, uh, somebody else. But it... Your story is so powerful. I always love to hear it all the time. So that's why I ask you all the time. <laughs> well, thank you for letting me share it. But uh, so with all of this, we definitely want to keep this to the, your normal length of podcast. So we're we're going to start wrapping it up here. Let, and I'll do like you do all your uh, interviewees. That what are uh, first off, how to contact you. And then, and then after that, how about some words of wisdom to our audience? Well, how to contact me is Journey of Possibilities. I am Journey of Possibilities, and so are you. So our community is journeyofpossibilities.com. There's plenty of ways to contact me through there. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm kind of all over social media, thanks to you, Mario. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I want to say before we close, because you alluded to it in, the, in talking about the shamanic work, any energy workers, it's a big leap for some of us to go into energy work and seeing that this is valid and that it can make a difference. Like every other path, there are people who do this work for the wrong reasons. They may not be clear. So I encourage you to get to know anyone before you allow them to practice on you and follow your own divine intuition. If they don't feel right to you, just say no. You don't owe anybody any explanations. Follow your heart. Follow your intuition. It's really important to have someone working with you who's not bringing their own darkness to the work that they do. I'm thinking of a couple of people in particular who have been going through their own experiences. I don't even think they were aware that they had unresolved stuff. But if they're programming stones that they sell to you, if they're bringing their energy into your body, they're also bringing their energy into your body. Be very careful who you allow to do that. And I would say coaching is also energy work. 
when I'm working with somebody, I bring all of me to that. And we're all going through stuff. So hopefully, just trust your own guidance. Trust your own internal guidance about whether you want to try something, about whether somebody feels right for you. Sometimes we're guided to work with someone who's going through the exact same thing we are. And we yeah. hear that in the other. So I, that's, I think my parting words are trust your own intuition. It's so much wiser than we've ever been led to believe. We are all definitely a mirror of each other. Yes, we are. <laughs> and whenever somebody's upsetting you, it's like always look within and that will give you why you're so upset. Thank True. you so much, Cheryl. And I'm glad we were able to do this. And I hope all of y'all enjoyed that. And feel free to contact us at www.journeyofpossibilities.com or if you want to contact me at www.techlifebalance.net. Yes, Mario does great work and he demystifies the whole technology thing and who doesn't need that, right? So I thank you for this beautiful interview and thank you for doing this and for all that you do to help us embrace technology and use it to make a bigger difference. Do you have a moving story about your own journey and natural healing path you'd like to share? Drop us a note, info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Until next time, this is Cheryl Sitz reminding you to use your passions and make a bigger difference. Let's co-create holistic sustainability for ourselves and for our planet. Namaste. Namaste.